0: President Obama is up to. President Obama
1: had jury duty today. For real, he reported for jury duty this morning in Chicago. He shook hands with some of the people there. He said hello to the other prospective jurors and then
0: was not selected. He was dismissed. Of course he was dismissed. In order to serve on a jury, you have to be born in the
2: United States, right? Hey, now. Oh, Oh
1: my. His home country in Kenya. That's right, Michelle. Would you
0: ever want the President of the United States in your jury as a lawyer on either side? I don't know. It would be pretty distracting.
1: Only if I'm uh, not guilty. I um, If I'm guilty, I don't want anybody smart on the jury. <laughs> It'd be distracting. You know, my theory is, and there are studies done that may or may not contradict me completely. My theory is, if you're not very bright, it's hard to... Construct a chain of evidence beyond beyond reasonable doubt because you're going to have reasonable doubts about all sorts of stuff because you can't quite noodle it through. Um, but that's you know based on my fairly limited experience on a jury uh, pool uh, uh, or on a jury rather. I'm not
0: convicting anybody guilty if I'm ever on a jury unless a surprise witness busts through the door near the end of the trial. It's a
1: reasonable stance. Here I am. And oh I my do God, it, all it's on. my ex-lover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. I need that sort of thing. I thought
1: you were dead. <laughs> Obama. That's right.
0: And then I want the guy in the uh that that's being charged to stand up. And
1: I would have gotten away with it too. Right. Oh, wait a minute. He's he's guilty. I can tell cuz the way he said that that he would have gotten away with it. Now I'm voting guilty. That's what it would take. So speaking of crimes and uh unspeakable ones at that, the uh the mystery, if you've been following this, uh, and we have, sort of, through the years, of who the Hollywood heavyweight or heavyweights are that raped and molested Corey Haim and Corey Feldman has taken a step forward, it would seem. According to the National Inquirer, and this is a story that's been picked up by everybody, so they at least have enough confidence um, to go ahead and repeat it. I don't even know what that means these days. But
0: I was getting texts from friends around the country because it involves a co-worker of ours.
1: Former. Yeah. Um, According to one-time actor-director Dominic Brascia...
0: One-time producer of The Armstrong and Getty Show. Really? I didn't remember that. If you're a long-time listener, you might remember that.
1: Yeah. So, um, according to Mr. Brascia, Charlie Sheen raped Corey Haim. As a 13-year-old. Charlie Sheen's a big name. Abused him, pushed him down a drug-filled path to his early grave. He, he died in terrible health. Um, yeah, Charlie Sheen, who is a well-known sex pig and would get with anything with a pulse, apparently included young boys in that list. According to not only Brasha, but quite a number of other sources that the Inquirer claims they've spoken to over a five-year period. Brasha, as I'm quoting now, Brasha is just one of more than 100 people spread across 10 states, contacted by the Inquirer as part of its exhaustive probe. His horrid account, after 30-plus years of self-imposed silence, marked matches those of dozens of other sources, who also told the Inquirer that Haim named Sheen, now 52, and considered a pariah in Hollywood as abuser before he died pneumonia, of pneumonia in 2010. Uh, interestingly... Um, There are books and uh, internet sites that believe Mr. Brasha, indeed, was also sexing up either Haim or Feldman or both of them. I have absolutely no knowledge of the truth or lack of truth of any of those allegations. How big a
0: star is Charlie Sheen at this point? I mean, he was the highest paid actor in television for quite a while on Two and a Half Men. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a very big deal. Just a few years ago.
2: He signed, uh, after that kind of two and a half men fallout, he signed a deal with Spike, I believe, for that therapist show. Yeah, which anger was, management. Yeah, yeah, that one.
0: Um, but the reason I'm asking is so uh, somebody comes out and says, Kevin Spacey climbed on top of me when I was 14 and he was drunk. And Kevin Spacey responded to it, didn't just stay quiet, and is now his career is just completely over. It's just cascaded and it. it's over. He got taken out of a movie, we're going to have that in the news coming up later, and he, he may never work again, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty interesting. Uh, Charlie Sheen is being accused of something way worse than that, actually raping a child, but for some reason I feel like he can just not respond to it and get away with it. I don't know.
1: I don't know what get away with it means, because he's, he's washed up, he's through, nobody wants him. Is that true, see? That's why I was asking how big a star he is. I don't I know think so. I think so. Isn't he? I mean,
2: yeah. In the last couple of years, he has very little uh, in in way of projects on his IMDb. Mostly small things like single episode appearance, cameos, uh-huh. things like that. He's not really he sh- a working actor the same way that Kevin
1: Spacey was. Sh- should have plenty of money, so yeah, uh,
2: yeah.
1: Well, and the statute of limitations on all this stuff has run out, unfortunately. But uh, a lot of this happened during the filming of the movie Lucas in Chicago.
0: So Charlie Sheen can just keep his mouth shut about this, it goes away, and then that's that.
1: Uh essentially, yeah, he will be a pariah uh for the rest of his life. Kind of was already anyway. He, exactly. Yeah, he's he's a a drug casualty sex pig. So, you know, I don't I don't know what his status was before this, but it's it's pretty ugly. So more names are being named. I think that's healthy uh there are still prominent child molesters ooching about in Hollywood, and people know their names. They will not have their names named until they don't have power anymore because hollywood is is well it's rapeywood it's if it will hurt my career to do the right thing i will not do the right thing is the uh you know the uh, the slogan of hollywood
0: well i guess you hope a big dent has been put on that in that is some pretty powerful people have been brought down right. and then so if you're that kind of person you'd think well I you know maybe i can't get away with this as
1: easily as i thought could be the atmosphere's changing enough that you're right that the wind is shifted and so you know those who would tell the truth have the tailwind now and I mean, famously, we, I think we played the audio. Well, we, we posted it at least. Corey Feldman was on The View a couple of years back trying to explain all of the child molestation in Hollywood, and he was shamed by Barbara Walters. How dare you impugn an industry like that? How dare you throw around those allegations? This is to a rape victim.
0: Well, and many years ago, he went to LAPD, and, and he says they were only interested, they just kept asking me about Michael Jackson. I gave him the names of various people that were committing crimes. And they just kept asking me about Michael Jackson because that's who they were really after, yeah,
1: I think it was Orange County, wasn't it, or okay, I hate to impugn the l a p d they've taken enough abuse, but uh, whoever it was, and they and and now they say we have no record of that now, Cory Feldman's a little crazy, I don't know, maybe that didn't happen, but uh,
0: I would tend to believe it did, and there's a big blockbuster movie, right, Sean, that Kevin Spacey was they'd already filmed part of it. Yeah. And now they're gonna refilm it with a different dude.
2: Yeah, it was already in the it was already completed. They're taking him oh, out. It was done. Yeah, it was already it's in the can, it's done. Oh, it's wow. being released December, like mid December. Okay. So now they need they're going back, they're they're reshooting every scene that he was in and they're just taking him out.
0: Wow, that's how toxic he is. You know, obviously so you can't release a movie next month with Kevin Spacey in it. Oh my god.
1: The usual suspects American Beauty, House of Cards, Platoon. All these movies and shows I've loved. Now I can't watch them anymore. I'm kind of the victim here.
0: Well, that's a, that's an interesting just, twist. Story I just to want it. you to
1: keep that in mind.
0: <laughs> Kevin
1: wow. Spacey is big on Broadway, too. Oh, yeah. He's an incredibly gifted actor. He just likes to touch uh, very young men who are underage. And, Sean, you think he'll never work again? And, and he just, just gropes done? guys who are overage, too. He's just a groper. And uh, If... Hmm... Um, if somebody's a perv, to me, they shouldn't be blackballed forever. If he's touching underage people... Getting them drunk. Oh, that's right. He's getting an 18-year-old drunk and then sticking his hand down his pants and stuff like that. That's pretty pervo behavior. If
0: you did it with my son, if you got him drunk and then did that, I'd, I might kill you. Mm-hmm. So there's that. It's really hard to say...
1: And your 18-year-old son...
0: Don't be getting my kid drunk so you can have sex
2: with him. Oh yeah. 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 I'm just thinking it over. We definitely have a word. Yeah, like Mel Gibson came back and got nominated for stuff. What did Mel is, Gibson ever do? That's true, but this is yeah, but this has a different just kind of overall feel to it and a different cultural tone as well with the with all the Weinstein and everything else surrounding it. Remember when uh, Terry Crews came out after the Harvey Weinstein thing and said, yeah, even me, a big guy who's built out of granite. I was at a Hollywood oh, yeah, party. Yeah. Some guy came by and grabbed my... He's now pressing charges against that guy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm the sorry, who's grabber. that? Terry Crews. Okay. Um,
0: okay, well... Dude walked up to him at a party and uh, grabbed him by the package. Yeah, don't be doing that.
1: Uh, so uh, there, there's more to this Inquirer story about... Um,
0: Nobody ever wants to grab my package, so that's just none
1: of <laughs> I'm so sorry. Male, female. I am so sorry. Uh, well, I don't need to get into this anymore, but... Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, Charlie Sheen's just an
0: amoral scumbag. And we were getting a lot of texts and emails and Twitter, of course, from those of you who remember our co-worker who was involved in this National Enquirer story, so we had to address it. And we are aware of it.
1: theories, that's fine.
0: Yeah. Got it. Tweet away. I get it. Um, Possible modifications to assault weapons that do exist and don't exist as the Internet has gone crazy with this story. The whole assault weapon conversation is pretty interesting on a number of levels. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: I'm so disappointed. And I used to love, during the fall and winter to watch the NFL on Sunday. And it's not that I'm some great patriot. Uh, I was in the Navy for a year, didn't go anywhere, didn't do anything. But I have overwhelming respect and admiration for anyone who puts on a uniform and goes to war. So the only thing I can do in my little way is not to preach. I will never watch another NFL game.
0: That's Vin Scully, legendary. It's, uh, now the two and one, legendary voice of the L.A. Dodgers. Now uh, feels free to uh, speak about politics. I guess he'll never watch an NFL game again because of that.
1: Well, ah, uh, coming up, you know, I was okay. There's a misunderstanding. I didn't want that. Now I was going to do that as part of something else. But coming up, because this mm. is such a good tease, coming up, who's taking the hardest hits in football? The game itself. Stay with us. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that good?
0: <laughs> wow. I am a gun owner, and while I am a gun owner, I am not—I uh, don't reflexively go into a panic when people start talking about uh, uh, looking at ways to keep guns out of the hands of uh, bad people to stop these shootings from happening. It, I, I don't immediately get into a crouch and think, oh my God, somebody's going to take my gun. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of you apparently do, anytime this subject even comes up. Which is fine, because there are a number of people in politics that I guarantee you, if they were being completely honest, would like to do away with the Second Amendment and wish it didn't exist. Oh, sure, sure. It'll never happen, though. I'm here to no. tell you, nobody's going to come and take your guns. Like the New York, Person,
1: we won't let it, and you won't let it. New York Times did them
0: a, uh... let them. New York Times did an article over the weekend where they're trying to go through what is different about the United States versus other countries, um, industrialized countries, why we have so many more mass shootings, and the only thing they could come up with. Is that we just have so many more guns than all these other countries? I'm willing to look at all that and discuss it. Uh, that you know that that's that's fine with me. Um, I think it's the contagion of uh,
1: of the idea of doing it. Mm-hmm. That that's what I personally believe it is. The unthinkable is now thinkable to a lot of angry, sick people, sick, angry cowards, but stupid, I'm, angry cowards.
0: I'm willing to discuss the gun thing, but it would help if the media would somehow become more knowledgeable about guns. It'd be nice if they had some more gun owners in the media. How many people in the, in the, in the media who, who write about guns own a gun? I'll bet the number is unbelievably low. hmm Like, it might be 1% or something. The, the, I was reading an article the other day from somebody who was writing on the subject, uh, and it, it came up in a as part of a story. And they said, and there it was in front of me, I was looking at a rifle. It was the first time in my life I had ever seen a rifle. Wow. And it was shocking. And I thought, wow, that's the first time you've ever seen a gun. I've seen guns since I was old enough to remember, since I was five. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea that you've you've lived a life where you've just never even seen a gun in real life. Hey, somebody Google. I saw this study a while back.
1: Figure out how to phrase it. Percentage of people, was it the media? I can't remember. Who think semi-automatic means automatic. Means a machine gun. But somehow USA Today made a. Because a
0: lot of people in the media do think that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, USA Today made a, a, an unbelievable mistake that is being mocked over such a serious topic, obviously, but it's hard not to mock it. Uh, USA Today published a video detailing the semi automatic AR 15 rifle used in the Texas church sh- shooting. AR 15 is a kind of rifle. However, there was one slight detail in their analysis that Twitter found to be a bit off. In the clip, in the video clip, the outlet explained that the gun the shooter used, uh, what kind of gun it was, what round it takes, and what modifications can be added. And they included in there a chainsaw bayonet, which uh, most uh, gun owners were unaware of this uh, particular option. Listen, I'm a reasonably manly fellow, but I can't handle a gun that heavy. (laughs) There's the picture of it. I mean, that is literally cartoonish. Oh
2: my like God. Like Something
0: Wiley Coyote would come
1: up with. How strong would you have to be? Does it um, still have like the pull cord
2: to start it? How does, so, US- you hey, Why don't
1: you just get one gun and one chainsaw? What are you doing? Are you clearing a forest in a war? So, USA Today's only clarification. And if you're sawing well, I promise you, you're not shooting accurately. And if you're shooting at somebody, you're going to cut
3: off your leg.
0: Yeah, you're right. It ruins two tools. Neither tool is as good. Um, USA Today's only reaction was to clarify the video shows both the shooter's modifications as well as other possible modifications. The shooter did not use a chainsaw bayonet.
1: Well, okay, so a possible modification would be a Doppler weather radar. You could bolt one of those to the gun and see if there's a front coming through.
0: Even with the the added clarity, Twitter wasn't easing up on the paper for claiming a uh, Gears of War style chainsaw bayonet was an attachment a gun owner could employ. What ensued was a heap of mockery, outrage, and parodies directed at USA Today for their AR-15 chain- chainsaw gaffe. Uh, possible uh, modifications that people were throwing out there. It's like a
1: combination hunting knife toothbrush. I don't want one.
0: As one uh, Twitter person uh, responded, this this sort of crap is going to put me in an early grave for the love of God. Ben Shapiro Ben Shapiro uh, put out his example, possible modifications. The AR-15 subway footlong. In which you attach that to the bottom.
1: Oh, I could do this, this all is day. A, this is a
0: uh, modification that will have us all crapping our pants. He said. Ben Shapiro then went with, um, "How about this antique AR modification?" Went out of production sixty five million dollars uh, sixty five million years ago. It's the T Rex modification in which you have a T Rex <laughs> attached to your AR fifteen.
1: How about more realistically? How about a uh, a colander, a strainer, so you could make pasta with your gun and strain it there around the campfire.
0: Yeah, I mean this is this is the internet doing what it does and it's funny, you know, it's yeah. such an awful freaking story. Oh yeah, it's unthinkable. It's about as bad as any story you've ever heard the
1: the nuke bayonet in which you actually have you yeah, a nuclear weapon attached to the bottom. Stephanie, That's just that's <laughs> over the top. Um any the answer on my, little, uh, my my poll question, you find anything about that? Percentage of uh, people who think semi-automatic means <laughs> machine gun or automatic? I I saw it once and it was shockingly high. Well, how many people were involved in the
0: gun story in USA Today and none of them are gun owners enough to say, a chainsaw bayonet? So that's
1: that's insane. All right. A T-Rex. It's not funny. It's it is just... not funny. So, did right. I mention to you that the game itself is taking the hardest hits in yes, football? Yes, you did.
0: Um, Looking up at you at uh, the Today Show, Rand Paul Assault Mystery Deepens. Ah. So uh, people are not willing to go with just the uh, the, the lawn clippings angle.
1: apparently. <laughs> Which I bought 100% because I know these people. <laughs> well, you you're,
3: still
2: could be right. You're picky HOA gated community types. And it's not just the lawn clippings. It's the, the unapproved saplings that he was planting. Right. Did you get that
1: sapling approved? Are you composting? Are those pumpkins? Uh, that's reason to go in my world, man. i throw down over that unauthorized punk. Practically kill
0: a U.S. senator. Um, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well,
3: Trump's leaving China, heading for a possible meetin- meeting with Putin. Congress, alarmed by a new investigation of the TSA, and the three richest Americans have as much wealth as the bottom half of the U.S. population. That's pretty interesting. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. You
0: hear that worldwide all the time. It's that sort of thing, yep. too. Um should that be straightened out we'll discuss all coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show never have major tax reform again in this country. It'll just never ever happen again.
1: Absolutely not. I have information on the proposed uh, tax reform and people's reaction to it, the reality of it, and it is... uh, I was talking to Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, about this. It reminds us very much of the effort at Obamacare repeal and replacement. It's a half-assed, milk. Weak attempt at rearranging it slightly,
0: but there's a reason for both of them. I think is it just once you once redistribution socialism gets its tentacles out in enough places, it's just impossible to undo because any individual piece of it, there are people saying, no, 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 I'm going to lose something.
1: Right. So you just end up never doing anything. And sometimes they're wrong. They just don't do the math right, or they've been misled by the media or partisans on either side. They're not going to lose. But you combine that with the people who are actually going to lose something, and the incredibly powerful who are going to lose something, and tax reform, real reform, doesn't have a chance. I'm sorry. I mean, this is so discouraging. Who would listen to this crap? Th- here's what you're supposed to do on talk radio, unless you want to commit career suicide, which, which is don't. what we're doing by telling the truth. You grab a narrative, and you push your narrative, and it makes people who agree with you happy, and they keep listening. The truth is useless, and we should abandon it as a show strategy. It's, it's prideful, it's self-congratulatory, it's unrealistic. There is no room for the truth. It's a foolish strategy. I'm not kidding. I know you're not. Now, I know we're both too stubborn and stupid to do what we ought to do and pander, but we ought to.
0: I actually don't think there will be major tax reform ever again. Oh, that's
1: 100% true. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? I would not take that bet, unlike the Twinsky I won from you on our Rand Paul bet. Mm.
3: Well, let's see. On the uh, Joe Getty note that uh, the truth uh, will not set you free, let's jump into the news. President Trump saluting what he calls the growing friendship between the U.S. and China. He and the First Lady attended a state dinner plus at the Great Hall of the People in Beijing. That's the all-you-can-eat. It's only an extra $6. You're,
1: really, you're a fool not to go for the state dinner plus. Where Trump offers well, Plus, a- you get the
3: little uh, Chinese party hat in your drink. <laughs> where Trump offered a toast to China's president. The United States, the feeling we have for China is a very warm feeling and I really believe it's only going to get warmer. Getting warmer and warmer and now it's off to Vietnam for an economic summit where the Secretary of State Rex Tillerson says a meeting between uh, Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin is still under consideration. The view has been if the two leaders are going to meet is there something sufficiently substantive to talk about that would warrant a formal meeting. There you go. What would they talk about? Yeah, that's what they're trying to figure out. Have the two stand next to each other, smiling or staring each other down. Quit messing with our, uh, our media and our elections. Quit invading your neighbors, you bastards. An undercover investigation of the TSA says airport screeners are failing to detect test weapons at an extremely high rate. The chairman of the House Committee on Homeland Security said the findings are disturbing. Committee members got the details about the probe by the Department of Homeland Security in a classified briefing. Details not disclosed publicly, but congressional sources are telling NBC News the TSA uh, failure rate was, was very, very high. TSA saying in a statement now it takes the findings very seriously and is taking immediate measures to improve screening effectiveness. That's
0: what they say every time they fail these tests. Right,
1: that's like the twelfth time they've recycled that release.
0: <laughs> and the and the yeah, they don't even have to rewrite it because right. it's the same one from two thousand. the date. <laughs> same one from two thousand five when they failed to catch all the fake bombs they put through. Uh, but but I appreciate you really screaming at me if I have a four ounce tube of toothpaste like I'm uh, Osama bin Laden or something, and you're uh, <laughs> and you caught me.
3: God turns out the three richest americans have as much wealth as the entire bottom half of the u.s. population that'd be bill gates jeff bezos and warren buffett And according to the institute for policy studies they're sitting on a combined two hundred and forty eight billion dollars and that is as much as the total net worth of hundred sixty million americans that's pretty interesting that three is people stunning. with the same
0: as the bottom half mm-hmm. Now, is that uh, different than it used to be, or is that a bad thing, or is there anything you should do to stop that from
1: happening? I don't know what that would be. Uh, I would like to see, yeah, I would like to see that same comparison, the three richest Americans uh, and their wealth compared to the rest of us from, you know, 1890, 1920, 1940, on, on and on. I'd I got to
0: believe you go back to 1900, for instance, when half the country was uh, living like my dad described a couple of weeks ago with no electricity and no plumbing right, and everything right. like that. I got to believe that uh, John D. Rockefeller might have had as much as half the country did. That's
1: certainly possible. Heard an interview with a young person from China uh, a little while China. ago. Uh, and they were they're uh, an immigrant to the U.S. They spoke beautiful English. They've been studying English and English lit since they were a kid. But anyway, uh, they're talking about how in Beijing you have uh, peasants getting on buses to go home from work, two-hour bus ride to get home from work. And those buses are pulling up to, to take on the passengers right next to Lamborghinis and Lamborghinis and and Ferraris right. and and you know hundreds of 300,000 dollar cars all coexisting there in Beijing. And and I'm telling you, all you can do is design a system where everybody gets the same rules, the same shot. You got a communist country that has mind-boggling uh, income inequality. You just make the rules fair and let the chips fall. If Any you were, sort of right. social engineering to try to even that out will fail. Right. The cure will be worse than the disease. Yeah,
0: I think so too. If you if you wanted to create a system, you I, I would hope that the system I created wouldn't end up like where you got three people with the same wealth as the bottom half. But I can't imagine what you're going to do.
1: Stop that. That wouldn't be devastating. Right. What, what are you going to prevent Bill Gates from inventing Microsoft? Are you going to have a founding Microsoft on how rich you can be? Right. Yeah, just the Reed Harrison Bergeron. There's just no, there's no cure that isn't worse than the disease. Just make it a fair playing field. And, and hey, by the way, progressive friends, you vote for more and more regulations, more and more laws to try to address this. The rich and the powerful write those laws. And then they hire the lawyers and the accountants and the tax attorneys who, who, who render them right. uh,
3: irrelevant to them and their reality. You know what I find interesting about the top three richest Americans? Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, they're all self-made men. They did not inherit the wealth. They Good did point. did not come from the old school of the wealthy. Excellent right. point, Marshall.
0: That yep. is is—that is something that doesn't happen much in the, in the history of mankind. No. That you'd have the three richest people in any country, that they did it on their own. Yep. And at least two of them, uh, Gates and Buffett, um, are uh, given so much of it yep. away. I mean, I can't imagine hardly... Two better people to have that wealth in the hands of. It's not like they're just trying to. It's not like that Saudi prince who's trying to buy a half billion dollar yacht. Right.
1: Now Bezos may be uh, building an empire of unmitigated evil, but you know, one out of three
3: isn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. We we haven't had a, a super billionaire that just is about.
0: Nah, I'm just gonna. I just want to live the most opulent lifestyle anybody's ever had. Period. We haven't had that.
1: Doesn't Warren Buffett still live in the same 2,000 square foot house in Omaha?
0: Yeah, that's not the way the Saudi princes do it. The guy that's currently in charge over there with his 550 million dollar yacht—he bought right there on the dock from a Russian. He wanted it, he
1: bought it. (laughs) It's like uh, you and me going to a garage sale. Much more to come. The reaction. Boy, I heard that, brother. The reaction to the uh, alleged tax reform coming up. Donna Brazil is now back to denying she shared debate questions with Hillary Clinton.
0: <laughs> she mentally ill? And who's taking the hardest hit in the NFL? The game itself.
1: Yes! I'm so,
0: <laughs> so We've got that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show. Things we could talk about today. I'm not sure we're going to get to all of them, but a court ruled in Germany that they have to add a third gender category. Ah, oh, nine for uh, it's a man, reasons. woman. Yeah, woman faked cancer, raised two hundred sixty thousand dollars, is going to prison. Good, one of those stories. Super. And if you were excited, Michael, I know you're like me on this one. If you were really hoping for the George Foreman Stephen Segal fight,
2: yes, it hit a
0: snag. Oh no. Oh. Oh, Which no. Bad news. Did somebody
2: realized they're both 80? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fat old men so. hitting each other in the head. is uh, it's, it's part of the fabric of America. So, speaking of the fabric of America, oh, coming up, Donna Brazil is either mentally ill or she's more of a congenital liar than I even suspected. So, stay tuned for that. Bob Costas, popular NBC sportscaster, really a legend among sportscasters. He, he had one of my favorite shows
0: ever, the show he used to have at like 1 o'clock in the morning back in the early 90s, something like that. It's called
1: Later, I think. Later.
0: Oh, that's of, right, yeah. Because he's a great interviewer, and and he would not, he would do all kinds of different people, and he's so good at it. It was just maybe the best interview show ever.
1: Mm, I'll bet it lives on on YouTube, My. I wonder. Uh, so anyway, uh, Bob Costas was on a panel at the University of Maryland with um, a number of folks from... Uh, sports broadcasting: Christine Brennan, Michael Wilbon, Tony Kornheiser, among others. And they talked about a, a lot of different things, but they started talking about the National Football League. And Costas said, "Quote: The issue is that the issue that is most substantial, the existential issue, is the nature of football itself. The reality is that this game destroys people's brains." He pulled no punches, diving directly into CTE, the long-term degenerative condition afflicting numerous football stars due to the chronic, repeated, untreated concussions. And that's always misunderstood. Um, It's not just concussions. If you take a minor blow to your head and and another minor blow and another minor blow and another minor blow, that it batters your brain. And it, well, to use a medical term, Fs it up. You cannot change the basic nature of the game, Costa said. I certainly would not. If I had an athletically gifted 12- or 13-year-old son, I would not let
2: him play football. God, so I, I thought that I, was interesting. I don't
0: think I would take some serious convincing on why that would be a good idea.
2: There are many NFL players who share those same thoughts. Oh,
0: yeah, and if you're athletically gifted, there's a lot of sports you could play Right. if you uh, happen to have that gene.
1: Right, and then the uh, Washington Post goes into the uh, the ambivalent response by the NFL over the protest during the National Anthem. Uh, It's uh, gotten a backlash. They mentioned this followed the league's soft-peddling domestic violence abuse by players. Television ratings also down. The first week of the 2017 season saw an 11.8% drop from 2016.
0: Yeah, which any drop from last year, because last year was a huge drop. It had everybody in a panic. So any drop from there has got to be horrifying. Everybody was hoping that was an aberration for some reason.
1: There are various theories that, okay, there's much more streaming available now, so that's going to hurt TV ratings. Uh, I also heard, I think it was last week, everybody was talking about, there are just too many football games. There are too many nights, too many days, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and there could be some truth uh, to that, too. That could be part of the drop, but I guarantee you, part of the drop is just disgust with, you know, the players. It's hard to root for guys who who either disgust you and not all NFL players are 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 brutal felons. I mean it probably is reasonably close to the population at large. I don't know, I'd have to see those statistics. Um but then the national anthem thing that absolutely I guarantee you that's part of it. Cuz it is for me. And I just can't cheer for somebody who I think is an awful human being. And,
0: and Yes. You can just Decide you've had enough of that. Sometimes that happens. Things just go out of style. They just do. NASCAR didn't have any great scandal. Nope. People just decided, you know, I've had enough of that for whatever reason. I'm going to do something else. It for a while.
1: Yeah. For quite a while. I think I'll watch something else. Yeah. 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 Interesting.
0: Now, I remember when like, a couple of different times in my lifetime, stand-up comedy has exploded, and every town has got five... Uh, comedy clubs it's, huge right now it's on tv all the time then it goes away those all close down become yogurt shops and karate studios mm-hmm. and then 15 years later back comes the the stand-up craze it's not because there was a, a scandal that they were raping people or kneeling for the national it just you know
1: whatever things just, come and go i just hope nobody uh leaps to the same conclusion that i have which is uh well the long sh- story short i'm opening joe's house of karate and yogurt uh, early next year, as soon right. as I get the permitting, you're going to do a little chop sake, you're going to do a little kicking, a little punching, the rest of it. You get hungry, right? What do you want? You want yogurt. Thai massage in the back for the dads? <laughs> oh, boy. I don't even know what that means, but I'm certain we'll have to go to a meeting. So, anyway, football is dying is the long and short of it, and what are
0: you going to do? they got to be in a panic. There's a lot of money involved. A lot of money.
1: You know, if there was one thing I could communicate to the good folks of America, well, I'd have to think about it for a while, but here's one possibility. Understand that the way things are now are not only not the way that they've always been and not necessarily the way that they have to be in the future. We we choose these things. Sometimes it's, you know, the tides of culture that choose them and then they just evolve and there's not much an individual can do, ab- uh, do about it, but... If you don't like the way the government is or, or you think the world's always been, like, super regulated and it takes months to open my karate and yogurt stand because I have to essentially bribe my city and my county and my state to for the honor of letting me employ people. That's not the way it used to be very, very
2: recently. That stuff is not necessarily true. Change it. I still think that the best comparison of, of what the future of football might be if the, the trends continue is boxing where there was a time where boxing was the biggest thing on the planet. Nobody didn't know who the heavyweight champion was. It's not, quote-unquote, dead. It'll it'll still have one or two big fights a year. I think the Super Bowl will remain some sort of American pastime holiday beyond even if the NFL kind of falls down uh, a rung or two in terms of popularity. But I do think that peak football is, is behind us. I should ask
0: this guy I know runs a sports bar uh, not that far from. I drive by it now and then, if, if it's down. Because that place used to be packed with people watching NFL games. I wonder if that's down. They, they would have a pretty good finger on uh, on that, wouldn't they?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's uh, another factor is just the overabundance of all forms of entertainment. There's a lot of choices. I mean, 30 years ago, the big game was, was like your best entertainment option. I don't, I don't know if it is anymore. But, you know, like I say, not everything lasts forever, and it's okay. And not everything... Young people, it's your old Uncle Joe talking to you now. Number one, give me a beer, would you? I'm tired. Thank you. Number two, the world hasn't always been screwed up in the way it's screwed up right now. We are the change that we want to be. We this, we got to see the change that is us. What, what, what's that expression? Be the change
2: that you want to see in the world.
1: Be, be, no, You're like the that. change you've been waiting
2: for.
3: <laughs>
1: right. The
3: Donner
0: Anybody B- got changed for a 20. The Donner Brazil book continues to entertain. Another highlight coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.